0: Um, so, Dom. <clears throat> yes, Gus. Uh, about a year ago, okay, we recorded a podcast uh, about Halloween Kills in the future of the franchise. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what the name of the episode was. And we both talked about how excited we were for the conclusion to this, this trilogy. Naturally. Who wouldn't be? Yeah, I was. I loved Halloween Kills. I thought it was great. I know a lot of people didn't. I liked it a lot. I thought just this reboot in general has yeah, been so good. Very good. Um, so, you know, it, it's finally... The, the time has finally come where we are talking about Halloween ends. And thank God, because what a horrible way to cap off what I thought was just, uh, just something that was in the bag. Yep. Halloween ends, and rightfully it so. It should have been a layup. It should have been. But instead, they... They Daniel Jones fumbled at the 10-yard line with nobody around them. Yeah. You know. That's what I felt like when I was watching this movie.
1: This you you asked me for a, a quick a quick little preview of my thoughts. You said give me two words. Yeah. And I told you
0: wasted potential. Wasted potential, which Dom could not have been more closely reflective of what I would have wanted to say.
1: Now, wasted potential to me is like That's best case scenario. Best case scenario, it's a a case of wasted potential. Worst case scenario, um, it was just a lazy money grab because they figured they could make a lot of money off of this franchise. And they knew that people would show up to watch. Now, I don't know how this movie did in theaters, especially because it it premiered on on Peacock. right? And you know what? I'm kind of glad that it did. Because I'm glad I didn't waste my time going to the theater. For I think this. it
0: did good. In, it did good in theaters. It okay. Did okay. Um, Dom, where I am confused, where I don't understand is, it feels to me like that I because whenever the first Halloween came out, they originally intended to shoot a back-to-back, just two movies, a duology. Yeah. And then the studio said, "Well,
1: and, ha- and Halloween Kills works that way."
0: Yes, but they decided the studio decided after the success of the first, let's let's do a three, let's do a trilogy, and you can do back to back on the last two movies. It feels to me like with Halloween Kills and with Halloween Ends, they didn't know, either they didn't know how they wanted the how they wanted to create two more movies. So they just kind of use Halloween Kills as a filler, and then Halloween Ends as this just this potpourri of new ideas. Because that's really what Halloween Ends is. It's a lot of really, really interesting ideas that just are horribly executed throughout the entire runtime. And I feel like if they had actually taken the, the story strings from the third movie and applied it to the second movie... And then carried it into the third. Because the first movie is just supposed to be like it's like The Force Awakens, right? It's supposed to be this familiar piece of entertainment that locks you back in and is interesting enough to keep your attention. And that movie succeeds in spades. And to be quite honest, to just sidetrack here for a second, there's only one one new movie. It's the original Halloween. It's the twenty eighteen Halloween. The other two can go fuck off. But my point my point is Like, that movie succeeds in its own right because of that, because of what it was trying to do. The second and third movies, now that we have Halloween Ends, are just this kind of confusing, muddled mess of ideas that have no cohesion whatsoever. And I seriously think, I really do, I really think, if Halloween Ends was Halloween Kills, and they were actually able to transfer these story ideas into a final chapter... That would have worked really well. But instead, they just kind of shove all these ideas into the third movie. And it just creates this like, it's like disappointing idea after disappointing idea because they're not executed. And because none because of them. Because they just, they propose them and then they kind of just, then that's it.
1: None of them get a chance to be fully fleshed out. Right. And, and and some of them are interesting. And so to get a little spoilery, spoil, spoily spoiler, Spoily.
0: spoiler. I'm going to say spoil-y. spoily. To get a little like spoily
1: that. here. Um,
0: <laughs> a little.
1: Uh, basically, um, the shape has been in hiding. I don't know that we ever get a, a number, but it's been several years. I think it's four okay. years. Okay. So it's been yeah. four years. And eventually he kind of comes face to face with another killer.
0: Someone who he, he sees himself in. Right. Right
1: through this weird like he touches him and all of a sudden he yeah. sees he sees into his the darkness of his soul yeah and it's a bunch of bullshit and then all of a sudden that guy's a serial killer yeah and there's nothing explained yeah there's other no than, like other than he he Corey, the the other the new the new the shape new
0: shape even though he's not the shape has this never could weird be
1: weird obsession with with killing That also is never really explained because it's like when he, he he accidentally killed a kid. He was babysitting. Yeah. Right. But then from everything we could see, he is truly remorseful, regretful, embarrassed by everything that happened. He
0: touches Michael Myers and that's what all of a sudden makes him. He's like, Hey, let's burn
1: the town down. Like let's
0: be evil now. And here's what else sucks.
1: While I'm, while I'm ranting about these characters In the second movie, something that we liked about Halloween Kills was the way that the directors kind of let Jamie Lee Curtis take the backseat to Allison, her granddaughter, and to her daughter. Right. Um, And I think it worked really well. Yeah. Except now they just decided, and trust me, I get it. Allison would be a very troubled young woman. Yes. Based off of everything that has happened. Correct. However. However. All of a sudden, she is like and now that things have calmed down now that her grandma is not crazy anymore, which we don't really get too much of an explanation in that either. you would think well, that yeah. you would think that Jamie Lee Curtis would still be fucked in the head, knowing that Michael Myers is still alive, correct, but then Allison all of a sudden is like this angsty i don't think she's still a teenager she's, no she's, she's supposed to be 20s. like yeah like 2021 20, uh, but all of a sudden she has all this pent-up angst emotion and anger which rightfully so yeah but like now she also wants to just burn the town down but and, also and she's get back at everybody and i don't know dude it's her character completely changed yeah from from the second movie to this one she was kind of becoming a badass
0: yeah a little bit
1: but like, but then it, they decide it, They took a whole new direction, even with just the way that she carries herself. And right. I didn't, I don't know. It just wasn't. It didn't. It didn't make me feel any sort of connection to the characters.
0: It makes her like the, the the writers make her blind to the warning signs that Corey exhibits.
1: But also easily influenced by him.
0: Also easily influenced by him. You would think, based on what she's been through the things that she has seen and experienced she would have a very similar reaction to Lori that they would be on the same page mm-hmm. because they have gone through very similar things and have had very similar experiences and have both been kind of propped up as like the the smartest people in the room the people that really understand that, that get what's going on like they get what's yes. happening they're not because the, they've been there before. because they've been through it right but instead now she's just like this kind of dumb 21 year old who just decides like oh I I like this guy so I'm just going to like ignore or just become blind to all of the shit that he clearly has wrong with him
1: the scenes that she was in also seemed to really lack uh, uh, any direction with their tone and and stylistically how they wanted her portrayed right like we get these weird like trippy sequences in the club and we get like the dark like riding on the motorcycle with the bad boy Uh uh-huh but then her character's actual demeanor especially around her grandma at least in the beginning is completely opposite of that like this version of allison just came out of nowhere right and if anything you would think that she may have like as things kind of as the smoke cleared and as things simmered down you think that she would become more Not docile, but just a little little more like her grandma, who finally was like, okay, let's just settle in. Right. We're okay. Everything's okay. Right. She went the opposite direction without really any sort of explanation. Yeah. And it seems like the only purpose of doing that was so that her character could be prepared to meet Corey later on
0: in the movie. Right. And also, like, I think the idea with, with Corey's character is how how sometimes evil is, evil can be created. Yes. Right? Like, someone isn't necessarily evil until they are told they're evil so many times that they become that evil that, they, that, they're, told that, they that they're told that they are. Sure. That happens to Corey because of what happens with the kid. That sequence, by the way, the beginning of this movie, I, when I saw the opening, that whole opening sequence, I was like, here we go. Like, this is what I was hoping for. Like, this is, like, is going to be sick. Yeah. It's a great idea. They just propped up this amazing idea. What a great opening to the final chapter of how this Halloween trilogy. Obviously, afterwards, I was very uh, let down, but that's a great idea. the The idea that like that you become the evil that people tell you you are if you are told it enough. Great idea. The problem is they try and execute it through um through uh what's not not Lori. The daughter, Allison. the grand. Allison. They try and they try and execute it through her character, right? The idea that like you 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 become like evil is created, and it also has influence over other people. The problem is, Allison has been built up for the last two movies as a very smart, strong-willed character who, yeah. like I said before, like kind of knows what's going on. And then all of a sudden in this third movie, all of those ideas just go away. Well, she and she's so influenced by Corey throughout the entire thing.
1: Yeah. It just makes it, no sense. She becomes a pawn to everybody else's storyline. And yeah. Like really she should be the one facilitating this whole thing. Like this the the story should move through her, but not in the way that we saw it. Right. We we saw her kind of enable other people's stories to progress without really getting much depth from her character, which they They built her up so well, and she was showing so much depth and growth Uh between the first and the second movie, and that was just all out the window. And then it just goes away. And on top of that, because again, um, again with switching up characters, (laughs) um, Michael Myers was kind of a pussy in this movie, by the way. In moments, yeah. I don't understand. First of all, since what version ever of Michael Myers was the type to just... Hide out in a sewer and, like, be fed people... Not even fed, but, like, given people to kill by these homeless people. I think that's
0: the whole idea, yeah. I don't know.
1: Like, I get I get that... Yes, he, he has shown in the past that he ages. He has to age. Right. But he's also been, like, this unstoppable force. Yeah. And now he's an old man, but he's... He's hes almost helpless, which is weird to say about a, right. a, a movie murderer.
0: Well, it's like the... It's like meeting Corey is what is what re-energizes him, I guess. Until Corey kind of beats him up. Then Corey kind of beat. But then, like, one thing I will say that I did like, uh, the, the final confrontation between Laurie and the shape is really good. And I do enjoy the moment... <laughs> this is probably going to sound fucked up, but, like, I enjoy the moment where Michael Myers finally, like, actually kills Corey because Corey's, like, you know, bleeding out after he stabbed himself in the neck and then... Michael comes to the house, picks puts his mask back on, and stands over Corey and just yeets his neck off. That's the moment where Michael's like, Yeah, you don't fuck it like this is this is my fucking movie. That was movie. him
1: being like, you know, I, I like, like I, I know we spent the last he hour He was like, and a half. I kinda bonded with you because you're crazy. Yeah. But also you're not me.
0: But also this is my movie, so get the fuck out of here. I liked that moment. I thought that was like a good, like there really is no like that was the moment to me of like, there's no Michael Myers except for Michael Myers. Like you can't, you can't. You could try. Uh, the only you, d- try as you might, I'm him. I enjoy that,
1: but I have I have kind of two issues with that final, uh, that final chapter of the film is. The story with Corey and Michael Myers is only scary, if you think that there are numerous Coreys out there that right. have been influenced by Michael Myers. Yeah.
0: Which, or have been influenced by the people around them, which is right. And in I'll, I actually, case.
1: I want to touch on that very soon. Okay. <laughs> um, but you can't really have both. You can't have Michael Myers being so selfish that he wants to be the only one, and also have him like building this army of of killers, right? right? And then Michael Myers, in the end, as the title suggests, dies. Yeah. He's he's gone. He is no longer. He is bled out, and then put through a wood chipper or yeah. something similar a Some metal sort of, grinder yeah um the end of this movie left me not really and uh, this might be personal preference cuz i've talked about it with with scary movies before yeah i like ending the movie and thinking that the danger is still out there right you end this movie knowing michael myers is gone uh-huh also it's been implied that while he can influence other people yeah the one person that we're shown that he does this to also dead. Right. You, in order, I think to, to make this, to make all of this story matter, we have to, in some way be left with a thought that maybe not the Michael Myers, but a Michael Myers is still out there. A the shape in, in one form or another, however, it's manifesting itself is still a present danger and we don't know when he'll come yeah.
0: back. I'm okay with I'm okay with a sense of finality. I'm okay with Michael Myers dying. I like the idea that like I because obviously like the idea that evil doesn't always win is nice is a nice feeling. Yeah, but sure you have to convey that. Pro like it has to make sense how you got there, and like I get like I like the idea of like Michael Myers like seeing himself in this other person and wanting to like be this like influential yeah that's interesting guy. That, that is very that adds interesting that depth
1: to a character that we and don't I get think a it, lot of I
0: think it works that in the end Michael realizes this guy isn't this guy isn't doing it right like I'm the shape yeah, people right. don't know when I'm coming I don't make a like I don't make a scene I, I, I jump in jump out and then I'm gone Right. and Corey's this kind of like this joker, this wild card who's just running around doing crazy shit to the people that have wronged him. And Michael Myers has never really been about that. Michael Myers just likes killing people and then sneaking off. And I feel like like it makes sense that Michael Myers wouldn't like what Corey's been doing and, and thinks, okay, this isn't how it's done. But I don't think there's a right way to convey that. Michael Myers doesn't speak. Therefore, yes, yes. it's kind of hard to like explain away why he would be this influential character, and then decide, oh, you know what? I'm actually going to kill him because he's not me. That is one of my. I mean, obviously, I f- there was some satisfaction in that moment, but then there were those two or three things that I thought about afterwards, where I was like, I don't actually, uh, I don't actually get why we're here. Right. I felt that throughout this movie, like there were. A, a few sparse moments that I enjoyed, but they were so much. They were so compounded by not really getting how we got to there. Well,
1: and on top of that, I think is the weird like team up murder, where they're like both in the same house, working almost working together. Well, they are working together. They are
0: working together. Yeah.
1: But it's like, at what point did Michael Myers decide that he needed a sidekick? Like when? When yeah. did that happen? When did that like? I a thing? I get that maybe he is kind of instilling his his evil, his violence in this other person. Right. But like, when did he decide to take him under his wing? Like that was never established. It just kind of happened.
0: It kind of happened. And also like,
1: I don't know, man. But then later he kills him because he's too involved. Because he's too involved. It's just a strange relationship between those two that I don't think is ever explained well enough.
0: I think like, like Michael kills those two because that's just where he, he just wanted to kill him. Corey kills those two because, one, he wants the nurse to die because of her connection to Allison, getting the job over her, stuff like that. Every kill that Corey has has purpose to it. And Michael Myers doesn't really operate that way except for one person, which is Laurie. And you don't know why he operates that way with Laurie. There's that mystical, weird, unexplained thing between them. And that's part of the horror of Michael Myers is that – he does all this random shit, but he always has this one connection to this one girl you never really understand why, but it's always there yeah and Corey isn't like that there's purpose behind everything he does, and it kind of takes away that mystery that 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 wonder of like why like that that it doesn't create that fear because everyone he kills you know is kind of a piece of shit to him yeah or he did it on accident like the homeless guy he accidentally killed like he Killed the homeless guy and, like, maybe wasn't trying to, yeah. but also maybe he, he, he was trying I, to. Who knows? I don't know. I, that's the one – that's the most frustrating thing about this whole movie Yeah. is I don't – I don't know right. what yes. they're trying to yes. do. And I don't think they know either. I think the creators didn't know what they were trying to do. And yep. so they just kind of tried to put something together and – there's halloween ends
1: i do i do want to touch on the one thing that i really enjoy and it's not necessarily just about this movie but something that this this new trilogy has done yeah and you you brought it up earlier and it was the the point that Corey is so heavily influenced by the town around him right something that this movie continued but the second movie especially really established yeah is that the boogeyman is making this town lose its mind. Yeah. Like these people are so heavily influenced. And we finally, we get we get reprieved from that when the town finally sees that Michael Myers is, is dead. dead. Right? right. But in the second episode, it is, you know, it's the formation of the mob that is going to hunt down Michael Myers. Right. And ends up killing an, innocent, an person innocent person because of it. Right. With really little to no regret. Right. Like they, the the people of this town are going crazy. In like this, they're be
0: they're becoming the evil they, they so wish exactly, to. Exactly, they get are rid of.
1: becoming the evil in yeah. this movie. It is Corey who, for from what we know, made a horrible mistake yeah. that ended in somebody dying, but then basically was was tortured by his own past. Right just constantly being brought up by everybody around him. And right. obviously that would be something at that character that's, that's a heavy weight on his shoulders that he could never escape. Right. But the town just adds to it. The people, the yeah. citizens of the town add to it.
0: It's a wonderful idea. The idea that you become the evil that you so fear and you also create the evil because right. of what the evil has done to and you. And that even
1: comes back on, on Lori. Yeah. Everybody there. Blames her for the madness because right. she was the one that, in a way, was egging on Michael Myers. She, right. her 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 house, the way that she lived, everything right. about her was in preparation for her, for her for his return. Her
0: obsessive fear over his potential return.
1: Yes, and eventually it almost it almost got to a point where he was like, "Oh, you think you can prepare for me? Yeah. Okay, fuck you." Right, and and the town <laughs> blames her for him coming back right and it it establishes to every murder in that town every crime committed every time uh you know somebody is seen doing something sketchy everybody thinks it's michael myers right and and those those thoughts really just envelop the whole town and that is part of the horror of michael right. myers right it's right. almost the same way that um in in the it movie or the it story yeah Pennywise kind of takes the town captive the right the town becomes evil right and it can't escape it and it's because they know what's out there
0: right I think that's one of the you say one, one of the best parts about Jamie Lee Curtis is Lori right yeah. is the fact that despite all of all of what she's been through and how people perceive her she is like the one person who refuses to let the e to truly let the evil in to to become the evil that she so fears yeah. right despite the influence of the town and how much people despise her and blame her for everything that's happened she is that one that one thing in this in this overarching story that remains resolute right yeah. that that sticks to who she is and 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 keeps herself intact and thinks no matter what, I'm not going to become that. I can't right. become that. And that's the reason why she comes out on top in the end. It's just you kind of have to go through an hour and a half of just muddled shit before you get there. Yeah. Which kind of stinks. Well, I think I'm I think I'm ready
1: to grade it slash give some final thoughts. I have a headache. I will also say um From maybe this is this my final thought.
0: Ugh.
1: Um add um narration by somebody writing a book about the story that we're watching to list of things Ugh. that i hate.
0: Yeah, that was pointless. It
1: wasn't like <laughs> someone You could have show you could have shown us that she was writing her story right. without having her read it to us for the first 4 minutes of the movie. Right.
0: I think narration as a general concept, I'm not a huge fan of. But there are stories where the narrator is an essential, like in Shawshank. Yes. The way Morgan Freeman's character Red narrates Shawshank, is such a, it is an influential design. It is designed, the movie is designed in a way that the narration actually adds to the story. It, it creates, it becomes almost its own character. This kind of narration in this movie doesn't do any of that. It's just right. kind of, they for, I don't know. Again, I don't really know. I don't know why they do these things in this movie. There's so much, there's just so much confusion throughout this entire movie. It's like they were throwing darts at a wall, couldn't find the bullseye, and just said, all right, well, we'll go with the three shots that we have. They're close yeah, enough.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Uh,
0: what would you grade it, Dom?
1: Um, a D. I I know I know you didn't you said the words to me I didn't hate it I hated this movie like I I and I'm I'm not I'm trying to be like reasonable I thought it was horrible I don't I it was a waste of my time I did not enjoy it at all
0: Well I certainly didn't hate it but I'm not going to go much higher than you I'd give it a C- um supremely disappointing Yeah With- just a kind of a like the franchise had so much potential, too. It had so much going for it, and then it's just kind of... Like I said, it's like Daniel Jones fumbling the ball on the 10-yard line with nobody around him.
1: Yep. You're unfortunately right.
0: So, that's our thoughts on Halloween Ends. Um, what did you think about Halloween Ends? Were you as disappointed as we were? I'm assuming you were, because most of you hated the second one. So, I can't imagine you thought this one was much and I better. And hope,
1: I hope if you saw this movie that you also saw the first one, especially. Yeah. But, to me, the first two... Because you have to see the stark contrast in order to see why we didn't like it. Yes so much. Right. If you watch this by itself, it could be kind of an interesting like
0: maybe a little bit better. the
1: cap to just the, the Halloween maybe. franchise. Yeah. But you have to watch the first two right. to really know that the potential that they had.
0: Yes, totally, totally agree. Um so if you are one of those people um who has thoughts that differ from us, which is always true. I think, yeah. You always. never know. Hopefully, like, always yeah. true. Um, we are available on lots of platforms. So, oh, so so many, many platforms. platforms. We are at. I can't even count all the platforms. We are Front Row Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Indeed. If you want to chat with us there, hit us up in the DMs. We would love to hear your thoughts on Halloween Ends or any of the nearly 100 different uh, shows and movies and things that we've talked about over the past couple of years. Um, we are also uh, at frontrowmedia1 at gmail.com. That is our email address. If you Send would like us to, an
1: e- Oh, my gosh.
0: If you'd like to send us a long-form essay about what you think about something we've talked about, uh, we will look That'd at it. That would be cool. We'll, we'll re- read it. We'll break it down. We will correct it for grammar and send it back to you. Yeah, there will be red um, marks all Because over. we want you to get a good grade on your paper. Of course. But that's um, just because
1: we want the best for you. Yeah.
0: If you just want to listen, if you just wanna just, just join the join the movement, be a listener. We are available on every audio platform you could possibly find, including Apple Podcasts, including Spotify. Yep. Including uh SoundCloud. Stitcher. Stitcher. We're on Stitcher. Hey, if any I don't of those, even know how it got there, but it's there. If you're
1: listening on any of those and you can leave a review, please yeah. leave a review. Yeah. It does us a lot of favors. It really helps. It helps us get seen on social media. It helps mm-hmm. us get listen to on spotify or whatever platform we just need traffic we do we we're not begging you the more traffic the better but we are yeah we're begging you we're kindly asking Please help
0: us please help um even if it's bad (laughs) again bad traffic is good traffic for us for us and you're wrong and you're wrong so so you know at least stick around at least tell us why you hate us correct i'd like to know i'd like to know too and i won't change a damn thing probably not Definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah, you're right. Um, anyway. I man. I'm done. I'm done with this podcast. Halloween ends. Go fuck yourself. Bro. You didn't record.
1: I didn't record.
0: Are you sure? Because I could have sworn swear, you didn't start.
1: I swear I started. i no. But that's the other one. That's, uh, that's no. the podcast, dude.
0: Well, I'm going to... I'm gonna cry now. Oh. What's this? Wait, is that it? Oh Oh, thank thank fuck you god.